Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the FinTech Files from BCG Platinian. This season, we're bringing you more of the tech in FinTech from innovative disruptors from around the world. This is a special Meet the Host episode to give you an update on what we've been up to since you last heard from us and what you can expect from us in the upcoming season. So to start, let's briefly introduce ourselves for those who might be joining the show for the first time. I'm Nora Hocke, a manager at BCG Platinian based in Munich. And besides work, I'm a passionate diver. I'm Annika Melchert. I'm a principal at BCG Platinian. And I'm originally, I'm from Germany, but I'm currently living in Dubai. And actually, I will be moving to Riyadh very soon. <laughs> I'm also a passionate diver. Not as passionate as Nora, but still, we started our diving passion together and then developed it from there. Back in France, I remember. We both specialize in IT strategy, modern tech architecture, and state-of-the-art banking. And in this season, we are so thrilled to be joined by a new co-host, Bianca. Hi, Bianca. Hi, Annika. Hi, Nora. It's so great to be here. Bianca, can you maybe share a little bit about your background and particularly your experience in fintech and what basically drew you into the world of financial technology? Of course. I was raised in Brazil, which is a cool fact. I'm an economist. I currently live and say hello to all of you from Denmark, Copenhagen. In my work, I've worked with like 40 financial institutions, eight governments, and helping them reshape their approach to technology, rethink their role of identity, and leverage their innovation agendas for change to look at the world of value. And I'm so excited to join the show. And we're even more excited to have you. Great having you here. So cool. We definitely need to deep dive into the topic of identity. I think we haven't really covered this in the last podcast episodes throughout the last years. Well, that sounds just about the right time. I've been obsessed about identity. I started the journey with being obsessed with things like biometrics that people think of like minority report. <laughs> <laughs> and I started to realize the stuff when, you know, it was access control. It was about, you know, letting people in big doors, putting big clunky things on the wall. So it's been a journey from that to what I look at it today. For those of our listeners who are not having the honor to talk to you on a like nearly daily basis, <laughs> what have you been up to since we released the last episode in April? Well, obviously, uh, a lot of cool work stuff. I've been working on two exciting projects since then, um, a CIO advisory project where we basically accompanied a, a CIO through the transformation of his organization, which was super exciting. Just recently, I, I did a case on generative AI where we supported an organization discovering and evaluating use cases um, that will bring actual value for them in the future. So pretty exciting work stuff. Um, but actually between those cases, I also took uh, yet another break of three months and I was traveling to Southeast Asia. The main focus of this trip was diving and I've got some amazing dives in. I love sharks, I love mantas, but I'm also very much into the smaller animals, uh, like the critter. And there's this funny animal called a nudibranch, um, or nudibranch, depending how you want to pronounce it. And it's a sea slug, but they look so fabulous with all their different shapes and colors. So it's like finding Pikachus underwater. So that's like my secret passion. And I got to do a lot of that on my travels. I have to admit that this is the first time I'm hearing diving being compared to Pokemon Go underwater. 
Annika, let's hear about your experiences uh, since we recorded our last episode. Professionally, I had the typical consulting lifestyle. I did projects in Abu Dhabi, Zurich, Dortmund, which is the rather small town in Germany for those who haven't heard of it before. And um, of course, London. Not to forget here, my current project in Riyadh. So I collected lots of hotel points and flight miles that I was directly able to spend afterwards in a five-week vacation in Australia. On the private site in Australia, I had a great time. We basically started in Melbourne, visited Sydney, and then did a road trip to Port Douglas, where we spent the last days, of course, diving <laughs> at the Great Barrier Reef. Sounds amazing. Bianca, what about you? I'm an entrepreneur, so I'm on the other side building tech. So as a digital identity expert, I became obsessed with identity of people. So a few years ago, I built a biometric company that today services a lot of banks and digital infrastructure in Brazil. And I spent a lot of my time in my co-founding of a company called Authentify, which builds identity for objects. We're building an operating system to make the physical things around us more intelligent when it comes to data gathering and relationship management. I've had a crazy career and journey that's been intentional when it looks at curiosity, but I didn't intend to become like an identity expert or sit on the UNESCO Council around AI and ESG, which is some of the stuff that I do today. But when I hear like regenerative AI, And talking about it with corporates, Nora, I'm like, I want to dig right into that. (laughs) (laughs) We do have an exciting episode on generative AI um, in the pipeline. So we're definitely going to dive deeper into this. So um, dear listeners, uh, be there or be square. (laughs) You don't want to miss that episode. That's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. And one of my other passions, how do we bring more voices to this conversation? There's so much need for diversity and perspective and experiences. So I'm excited to be bringing some stuff from Latin America where I spend a lot of my time in the Caribbean. There's lots happening. From a tech-driven perspective, which aspects of the fintech industry are most intriguing for you right now? What are the latest trends and innovations you're currently looking forward to? I spend a lot of time looking at tokenization. So when I look at the transformation of data and the enablement that we already brought, you know, large corporations through, now we're talking about tokenizing assets from not only the things that are physically around us to balance sheets. And I get excited about what that all means beyond the buzz. I spend so much time explaining these differences in the past months. So I feel you. (laughs) And I feel like we could do like an entire ABCD show just on like, guys, let's just get down to the basics. Like, what is all this like? Because the terms and the buzzword bingo is around. But if I were to add another buzzword into this, I'm super passionate around regenerative finance. Regenerative finance looks and says, how do I look at the models in society and the planet that are depleted? Regenerative finance is looking at the technology tools we have and saying, how do I rebuild business models, entire industries that don't exist today to say, we have to take care of the planet we live on because we're kind of screwed, kind of blowing up the place we call home. What trends are you super excited, Annika and Nora, in fintech and upcoming here? 
for me, um, especially when I was in Australia, um, I was super amazed by how far mobile payments have already gone. So for instance, in Sydney, you can just use your iPhone or I even used my Apple Watch to use public transport. So you don't need to buy anything. You just put like your Apple Watch when you join a bus or even when you when you join a boat and can just go there. And once you check out from the ship or bus or whatever, it automatically gets deducted from your from your card via Apple Pay. Secondly, I had the feeling that the overall investment curve in fintechs in Europe was slowly, or not so slowly, slowing down. Um, however, I saw, especially in the Middle East, having a look at Riyadh or also Dubai, the growth has not, not even reached its, its peak right now. So for the next episodes, we will for sure also deep dive into the Middle Eastern region here to see um, what are the, the latest trends here, since investments are here still, still a big thing. But what about you, Nora? I assume you, you have the best picture from our group here on, on Gen AI. What's your perspective on, on this? It's definitely generative AI or Gen AI in short. I've been exploring that with uh, my client the past months, um, actually now with another client as well. And I know uh, like November last year uh, when, when ChatGPT was released, there was this like big aha moment. Like there were huge expectations a few years ago and the solutions, the models just didn't deliver up to these expectations. So a lot of people were quite disappointed and, and pessimistic in terms of what would come. And then ChatGPT being released and showing these amazing capabilities, obviously not perfect yet, but quite impressive, um, that gave a lot of people <laughs> also a bit of a like fear of missing out, I would say. So what we had to do um, the past months was a lot of reality checking as well. Like, okay, what do the technologies, what can they actually do? And what kind of tasks are they not so good in? I think we are now about to reach a moment where companies are actually thinking of, okay, well, this technology is actually capable of a lot of, of great stuff. And we'd be doomed if we miss out on that opportunity. But you have to carefully evaluate like in what aspects you want to you want to use the technology. And I think this embedded AI will actually impact a lot of everyone's lives and we all have to learn how to properly use it to actually get that productivity boost um, and not end up in a, let's put it dystopy, but people like not thinking for themselves anymore and just... Uh, using the, the hallucinated output of a model. Annika, what have you been seeing? What are the opportunities and realities in the Middle East? ChatGPT is definitely also a really big thing here. And by, by having more and more of the cloud hyperscalers in the region, also the time to market for deploying such innovative use cases, which of course um, mostly contain um, aspects of, of AI, <laughs> not always generative AI, but at least AI. It's definitely something banks talk about. But I see also more and more use cases in the public sector, which are pushing for using more innovative technologies. But apart from that, I'd also love to hear more about what's happening in the neobanking world. Obviously, there was a lot of buzz like two, three years ago uh, with a lot of new banks uh, popping up from the grounds all across the world. I think there's a lot of interesting conversations to be had in wealth management And if we talk more broadly of transformational technologies, what's happening in cloud and financial services, 
is also something I think we'll dive in into this season. Absolutely. And on cloud, actually, I am especially curious like where banks um, or fintechs stand these days. I mean, fintechs, a lot of fintechs are born in the cloud anyways, but I'd really love to get to know where they stand right now in their cloud transformation. All right, Annika and Nora, what are we hoping for this podcast season? What can people be excited for in this show? Basically, also in the last seasons, um, our mission was to bring more tech from the fintech world um, to the world out there and make it understandable, tangible um, for everyone. Um, no matter if you're like a fintech veteran um, being in the industry for, for quite some years or if you're just curious um, about the industry and want to learn more about that. We will also broaden the landscape a little bit in terms of geographies. So when it comes to the last focus, which has been very strongly focused on um, Europe, more, more specifically Germany as our home base and the surrounding countries, um, I'm really keen on broadening the perspective here um, and also take a deeper look into, for instance, Brazil, No, since we have you with us in, in the host team. Um, and then more specifically, of course, also having a look into the investment landscape in Riyadh and some other geographies we haven't touched yet. Because I think there is lots to lots of cool input to discover and also to benchmark from what we've seen so far. So for the people out there that are just as new as me to the podcast, I want to hear a little bit more about our hosts. Our co-hosts have the job title and the dream job by the sounds of the description of what they've been doing. But Annika, tell me a little bit about what you actually do on your day-to-day -day work. So on my last project, for instance, where um, I worked in London, I was responsible for driving the overall IT strategy for our client. This was my last project. So for, for the next one, um, I'm back in the Middle East, um, in Riyadh. And this is the typical consulting lifestyle <laughs> where you head over to the 6 a.m. flight every Monday morning to be ready on, on client side for your first meeting at nine o'clock which is nice due to the time shift from Dubai to Riyadh. Then you spend the whole week on the ground, which is then um, from a focus perspective on driving a core banking system replacement. What about you, Nora? What have your, did your day look like in the previous weeks? So I've actually uh, had a project outside the financial services industry um, for a change. Um, I, I was working on, on Gen AI and um, basically... We supported the IT organization in identifying valuable, yet also like feasible, generative AI use cases across the whole value chain and, and organization. We were doing a lot of workshops with the business units or with representatives from, or like IT experts in the business units. And we've been explaining the technology, we've been demoing the technology because It does sound very abstract if you explain what ChatGPT, for example, can do or what these kind of models can do. But if you see it in action and you see different aspects of it, that's actually where uh, also our, our clients got into, you, you could really see that the processing um, in, the, in their minds going on and thinking like, okay, how can I apply this to my daily life, um, to my challenges uh, that I'm facing um, in my job? 
And I think that's super cool to hear because the average person, yeah, maybe they think of consultants with miles and airports and crazy lifestyles, but they also think of it as sometimes a predictive, like I'm here, I'm super smart and here's the answer. Absolutely. And I would also say consulting has changed um, over the the past years um, towards that aspect of co-creation. So we do not go into our projects and be like, oh yeah, you hired us for this topic, so we're going to tell you how it works for you. This is not how it works. Clients know best how their company operates. What has been something that has really influenced your, not your technology career journey, but just your journey as professionals and as humans? When I joined consulting, when I joined BCG Platinian, I'd say I was still like a lot more insecure. Um, I was kind of overwhelmed by all these experts, um, these great people around me. I was like, how the hell will I ever fit in here? And I was on this project. It was actually a neobank build um, in the Middle East. So it's quite cool also in terms of the topic. And on that project, I, I had like really great leadership as well. And they would give me a lot of opportunities to, to show myself. And it was like super challenging, but we were, for example, working on defining a data strategy, um, including like the whole architecture piece and the governance aspects. And well, I got to present that to the, the CEO and he was super excited um, about it and I got really positive feedback. So that was definitely uh, an important moment in my career where I found like, well, the things you know, the things you do, they are actually quite good and you even get to tell them in a way that's convincing. How about you, Nika? It might sound a bit cheesy, but looking back at all of my last projects, I'm sometimes still astonished like what kind of cool deliverable we delivered in the end because every project when you start it, it seems like a challenge. So that might be a different time zone, a new client. Um, sometimes depending on where you start, your key clients are not available. And then you start like a data request and are waiting for the key documents for weeks. Um, then you have new topics. Um, sometimes you have a junior team. And I think the more you evolve, you think you get more accustomed to those experiences. But still, every project I, I start, it's still like a very exciting time because you don't really know like, what are you expecting? But in the end, always when you look back, you really think our has been a great piece of work, which, which makes you proud. And having these, um, I know it sounds cheesy, but even having these growth opportunities and at every project looking back, um, it's really a cool feeling. Yeah, I know that moment when you start into a week on Monday and you look at all these meetings and you think like, how the hell am I supposed to get through this? And then it's Friday and everything worked out somehow. And you're like, yeah, well, okay. <laughs> so for all of those of you listening, we only record on Fridays. <laughs> and over some glasses of whatever, I'm going to join you. I'm having water. <laughs> God. So if... Anything about what we said so far excites you or, or sparked some kind of interest and you want to get involved with us, uh, you obviously can. Annika, can you tell us how? 
we want to hear from you this season. So please reach out to us at fintech-podcast at bcgplatinian.com. Please send us all your questions and guests or topics you would like us to explore. Or also any other feedback you have. Uh, we're super, super happy uh, to hear from you. And we also have exciting plans for, for example, some live episodes or engagements at a financial industry conference in the upcoming season. So stay tuned to hear more about that. This has been Fintech Files, a podcast from BCG Platinian. This season, we'll dive deep into the groundbreaking ideas shaping the future of fintech. Our next episode will be a special sustainable fintech episode to coincide with COP28, happening in Dubai, November 25th to December 12th. The episode features my conversation with Eve Morelli from Redicant. It's a Swiss digital banking startup that offers sustainable investments as well as day-to-day -day banking through their app. We'll be discussing why transparency is so important in sustainable investing and how Radikin shows their users where their money is going and why. Thank you so much for listening and be sure to tune in next week. <laughs>